0: Welcome to the College Investor Audio Show, where we talk about the biggest issues impacting millennial money, from student loan debt to side hustles to building wealth. We will show you how to get out of debt so that you can build real wealth for the future. Hello and welcome to the show today. We're so glad you're here. Today we talk about public service loan forgiveness. It's basically the ultimate guide to PSLF. First, a quick word from our sponsor. A credit union that offers Bitcoin? Give me five! For a limited time only, get $5 of free Bitcoin through the Southland Credit Union app. Enrollment is quick and easy, there's no hidden fees, and you can conveniently fund Bitcoin purchases directly from a Southland account. Claim your free Bitcoin today by going to thecollegeinvestor.com slash Southland. Bitcoin accounts and services provided by NIDIG. Not NCUA insured. Restrictions apply to Bitcoin bonus. C terms. And don't forget to check out the collegeinvestor.com/southland to sign up. All right, so one year ago, the first round of public servants became eligible for public service loan forgiveness. These early recipients were the first to have their direct student loans forgiven with the PSLF program. With growing awareness of the program and an increased number of income-driven repayment plans, more and more people are becoming eligible for loan forgiveness. Are you a person who could become eligible for loan forgiveness? Find out in our Ultimate Guide to Student Loan Forgiveness right now. First of all, what is public service loan forgiveness? Okay, so PSLF, it's what it's short for, is a federal program that allows loan forgiveness for qualified employees who work full-time for a variety of employers. Full-time work requires working at least 30 hours a week. After 120 on-time payments, or 10 years, of federal student loans, more on that in just a bit, qualified applicants will have the remainder of their federal loans forgiven. Qualified employers of public service jobs include the government, of course, like military, law enforcement, schools, and universities, tax-exempt not-for-profit 501c3 companies, including tax-exempt hospitals, tax-exempt charitable organizations, educational institutions, all of those things. But it's important to note that if you're a member of clergy or your work is religious in nature, you may not receive exemption. To qualify, you must spend at least 30 hours per week on work that doesn't have to do with proselytizing, conducting worship services, or providing religious instruction. Peace Corps or AmeriCorps. Other nonprofit organizations that provide one of the following services – like emergency management, military service, public safety, law enforcement, public interest law services, early childhood education, including licensed or regulated health care, Head Start and state-funded pre-kindergarten, public service for individuals with disabilities and the elderly, public health, like nurses, nurse practitioners, nurses in a clinical setting, and even full-time professionals engaged in healthcare care practitioner occupations and healthcare care support occupations. And you can read those terms defined by the Bureau of Labor Statistics. It's a fun read. Public education, public library services, school library, or other school-based services. There's a ton of ways to get this. Just a quick note, advocacy groups, political groups, and labor unions are not qualified employers. Now let's take a look at how the 120 payment system works. So to actually get the loan forgiveness, you have to make 120 qualified payments on your student loans. Qualified payments have to meet this criteria. You were employed full-time by a qualified employer. Your loans were not in deferment, forbearance, or default. The payment was made after October 1st of 2007. Made on time and in full. Paid the full installment amount, not just what your bill says within 15 days of the due date. As of August 2020, prepayments are allowed, but you can see our full article on that pay-ahead status and PSLF and why we still caution against this. That article is right up, right inside this article, by the way, at thecollegeinvestor.com. Under a Qualified Repayment Plan. So one of the most important things to understand is the requirement of being under a qualified repayment plan. Qualified repayment plans include any income-driven repayment plans. These include monthly payments of $0 that might accrue if you're earning a wage below the poverty line. Payments made under the standard repayment plan for direct consolidation loans would qualify for PSLF purposes only if the maximum repayment period was set at 10 years. If you have direct consolidation loans, be sure to combine the loan with an income-driven repayment plan. The 120 payments don't have to be consecutive either, so if you take a few years off of public service work, you can come back in where you started. If you do make a large lump-sum prepayment, that payment will potentially count as qualifying payments, given employment certification is on file and all other eligibility conditions are met under the PSLF program for up to 12 months or until the next time their income-driven repayment plan is due for certification whichever comes first. We still don't advise this, but it does help with the pay-ahead status issue. You can see our announcement of this. Again, it's at the collegeinvestor.com. Now, typically, if you consolidate your loans, the clock on the 120 payments restarts. Ugh. The clock on those all of those payments resets when you consolidate your student loans. So please be aware of this. The best time to consolidate your student loans is right at the beginning of the loan forgiveness process. The second best time is never. (laughs) However, if you have an old FFEL loan or Perkins loan, you are able to consolidate them before October 31st, 2022 and have those prior payments count towards PSLF. We do have the Biden PSLF simplification guide right inside this article as well at CollegeInvestor.com. Of the important part is you still need to consolidate to a direct loan and you must have employment certification forms, ECFs, for the qualifying payments. Here are some tips for making the most out of PSLF. Real quick, four tips. Number one, don't make larger payments than are necessary. Don't make more than one payment per month. Get on an income-driven repayment plan right now. And if you want to consolidate your loans, do so as soon as you graduate from college. Now, we get asked this a lot. When does the clock start for my 120 loan payments? You can begin making qualifying PSLF payments once the in-school deferment and grace period on your loans ends. So if you want to start making payments right away, consolidate your loans and begin repayment immediately. Warning! Consolidating loans can reset the clock. Remember. Consolidating your federal loans resets the clock on PSLF. Don't consolidate if you're already making eligible payments under PSLF. The only exception is consolidating old P- or FFEL or Perkins loans, but this must be done before October 2022. How do I apply for public service loan forgiveness? Alright, so let's do this. The best way to apply for public service loan forgiveness today is to use the PSLF Help tool. This online application will help you fill out everything you need and ensure that you don't miss anything. However, when you're done with the tool, it will simply make you print the PDF PSLF form. You must take this form to your employer for signature and then submit by mail, fax, or secure upload to your loan servicer's website. You'll want to complete and submit the application and employment certification form for public service loan forgiveness annually or when you change employers. Note, this form was updated in November 2020 and it's used for both PSLF and TEPSLF for employment certification and applying for forgiveness. Well, you can still submit the prior form, but we recommend everyone switch to the new form. And here's how to fill out the PSLF form real quick. Filling it out is super easy. It's just basically like a job application. On page one, you simply fill out your personal information, name, social security number, date of birth, address, all that stuff. You also check the box for the reason you're filling out the form. You have three choices one, I want to find out how many qualifying payments I made. Two, I believe I qualify for loan forgiveness under PSLF or TEPSLF right now. Three, If I believe I qualify right now, I want a forbearance while my application is being processed. If you know you're not at 120 payments yet, simply check box 1 to certify your employment. If you're at 120 payments, you can select box 2 and 3 if you desire. 3 is risky if you're close or maybe even unsure. However, if you're beyond 120 payments, you will get a refund for any excess payments once your application is processed. We have an example of all of the PSLF forms, by the way, so you can walk through it inside this article at the collegeinvestor.com. I know I've said that quite a bit, but really there's a ton of stuff in this article that's so cool. Let's talk about page two real quick, then we'll wrap things up for today. Now, it simply asks for all your employer information, employer name, address, federal identification number. You can find that on your W-2, by the way, website and employment dates. You also select what type of employer this is. At the bottom of the form, you need your employer to fill this out. This could be your boss, the owner, or even HR. And then after you complete the form, you need to get a wet ink signature from your employer, then mail, fax, or a secure upload to the Department of Education. We have the address for you too. Guess where? Thecollegeinvestor.com. I know. After you submit this form, Mohella, M-O-H-E-L-A, will become your loan servicer. At this point, Mohella will review your loan payment history to determine how many qualified payments you made. If you had multiple employers, be sure to submit multiple employment certification forms. Each year, you should continue to submit your employment certification form, but you should also save IRS W-2 documents and other documents that can prove you were a full-time employee. This will make it much easier for Mohella to track your payments, and you'll avoid major hassles once your 120 payments are complete. Mohella allows you to check on the number of payments you've made through its account access area. Once you've reached 120 payments, congratulations! You can apply for student loan forgiveness! And then you can upload the form and mail it to... We got the address for you at the website... And now let's take a look at which loans are actually eligible for PSLF. Private student loans, nope, not eligible for loan forgiveness. PSLF is only a program for student loans of the federal direct loans type. These include direct subsidized loans, direct unsubsidized loans, direct plus loans, and direct consolidation loans. Quick note, we warned you about the consolidation loan thing a couple of times earlier. Go back and listen to that again before you do this. If the loan isn't on the list we just said, it's not eligible for loan forgiveness. Plain and simple. Here's an important note regarding FFEL and Perkins loans. So, President Biden announced that there will be a limited waiver until October 31st, 2022 for prior payments that were made under FFEL or Perkins loans. However, to qualify, you must consolidate your loan into a new direct loan, student loan, and... Have employment certifications on file for those past payments if you're looking to consolidate your old ffel loans you can check out our guide to student loan consolidation you know where (laughs) so are direct consolidation loans actually eligible let's take a look at that for a second direct consolidation loans are eligible for loan forgiveness but with several important caveats first if you and your spouse consolidated onto a direct consolidation loan and only one of you met the employment requirements, the portion of the balance attributable to the qualified employee is forgiven. The rest is not. Additionally, joint consolidation loans from the Federal Family Education Loan, FFEL, program cannot be forgiven. And finally, anytime you consolidate your federal loans, you restart The 120 Payment Requirement Are FFEL loans forgivable? Typically, no. But President Biden announced a waiver that past payments that were made under FFEL or Perkins loans will count for PSLF. However, to qualify, you must consolidate your loan into a new direct student loan and have employment certifications on file for those past payments. Up until June 2010, Family Federal Education Loan FFEL program loans were one of the biggest federal loans issued to student borrowers. Unfortunately, these loans were not issued by the U.S. Department of Education and don't qualify for PSLF. You could consolidate these loans into a direct consolidation loan, but again, that will reset the clock on your PSLF. Is loan forgiveness a taxable event? This is a big question, and one of the best perks of PSLF is that the loan forgiveness is not taxable. Hallelujah! No matter how much interest you've accrued, the full balance of the loan is forgiven, and the amount forgiven isn't taxed. However, some states may levy a tax on forgiven student loans, which we have a guide to, and you know where. What happens to PSLF if I default on my loans? If you're on an income-driven repayment plan, you should never default on your loans. Paying your student loans should be one of your highest financial priorities. That said, any debt in default is not counted as a qualifying payment on your loan. That includes any time you spend rehabbing the loan to current status. Keep your student loans out of default by prioritizing repayment. Remember, if your income adjusts downward, like you lose your job, you can reset your repayment plan in the middle of the year. Now we ask the question, will public service loan forgiveness still be around? All right, so PSLF is one of the favorite punching bags for Congress, that's for sure. An act of Congress could eliminate the program today, right now. With that said, it's more likely that the rules for qualified employment will be narrowed rather than the program just being completely eliminated. If you're very worried about it, You may want to continue making the standard payments on your student loans, but just remember, all of the potential changes are just proposals. And now we move on to how you can actually appeal your PSLF payment count. So over the last few years, a lot of borrowers have complained that their PSLF qualifying payment count has not been accurate, specifically missing payments. If you're missing payments, there are two things you should know about appealing your PSLF payment count. First, under the Biden PSLF limited waiver, the Department of Education is manually reviewing all PSLF borrowers' accounts and fixing payment count issues. This process is set to take place all the way through the summer of 2022, and a lot of borrowers are still waiting determinations. Ugh. Also, more borrowers may qualify for the relief under the New Income Driven Repayment Waiver, IDR waiver, which will last through January 2023. And the second thing to keep in mind is, if your account has been reviewed or you believe there is still an error, you can manually appeal your PSLF payment count. Here's how to do that. Borrowers can visit the PSLF reconsideration request form to submit a reconsideration request. We have a link to that form at the collegeinvestor.com. Borrowers will log in with their FSA ID, and then you'll just have to choose between an employer or a payment reconsideration request and describe it in as much detail as possible why your PSLF eligibility status should be reconsidered. And then, upload all the supporting documentation, such as proof of payments, proof of qualifying employment, as well as any correspondence from Fed Loan Servicing. Temporary Expanded PSLF, TEPSLF In 2018, Congress created Temporary Expanded Public Service Loan Forgiveness. This program is designed to help all borrowers who were on the wrong repayment plan, but otherwise would have been eligible to have their loans forgiven under PSLF. It's quite a complicated exception to the program, and it only applies to certain borrowers on the wrong repayment plan, not wrong loan type of disqualified employment. And we have a link that breaks down the full requirements and how it works as well. Let's take a look at some final thoughts, just a couple of things. PSLF is a great program, but it does require you to follow very strict rules to get your loans forgiven. That is our show for today. I know it was a little bit longer than normal, but we told you this was the ultimate guide to PSLF. (laughs) And again, if you want to find out more, thecollegeinvestor.com. Thanks again for stopping by today. We'll talk to you again real soon.